the genuine feeling of tolerance and being ready to embrace uh, again your culture and feeling ready to get ready to know other people as well other people of uh, different cultures this is what a true connection means so not only the connection on the level of governments or connection on the level of diplomats maybe how we see it in paperwork but the genuine connection which people of different nations have with each other when their hearts meet together when they have one huge aim maybe to save to save this world and live in peace the greatest aim of all aims <laughs> This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. To help Ukrainians, we need to break the stereotypes because Ukraine is not just a former Soviet country nor Chernobyl. The new generation of Ukrainians today have unlimited potential. This podcast is to break the stereotypes about Ukrainians and show the greatness of Ukraine to the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me. And even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. I couldn't return to Kiev because of the pandemic, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support more than 140 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian parliament and at the Canadian parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine, but not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. Also, join the new Telegram channel at Kiev Future, where you'll listen to interesting weekly presentations to help you upgrade your useful skills. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 100 in France and Switzerland, top 60 in the United Kingdom and Japan, top 50 in Austria, Germany, and Canada, top 25 on Apple Russia, top 15 in Belarus, Poland, and Australia, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, South Korea, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So 
Let's begin. My guest today is Anastasia Moskalenko. Anastasia is a student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. She is interested in pursuing a career in international security, specifically in non-proliferation of nuclear weapons. She is an extrovert. She loves talking to new people, discovering new cultures, and she has visited various countries such as the United Kingdom and other European countries, which motivated her to work even harder. She is gifted when it comes to language learning, and her focus now is perfecting her English and improving Chinese, German, and a little bit of Japanese and Korean. Anastasia is now the deputy head of the Foreign Affairs Department of the Politics and Diplomacy Club Ambassador. They organize events with relevant diplomats, officials, and interesting speakers for the better understanding of the contemporary system of international relations. Anastasia, how are you today? Hello. I'm really glad to be here. We're feeling really fine. Thank you so much for inviting. I'm really honored, I would say. Really great. I'm excited to begin this and to discover more about you. And the question that is on my mind now is, Anastasia, was there an experience, a moment, or an event in your life that really changed the trajectory of how you would be living? Maybe it's visiting the UK, like you mentioned, maybe something else. But is there a part of your life that made you become who you are today that you wouldn't have come to be this otherwise? Thank you for the question. You know, actually, when thinking about this, I believe that um, basically every little moment of my life kind of um, built upon each other. And in the result, it's where I am now. So starting with um, even the middle school and um, school years, um, I've been dancing in uh, one of the greatest ensembles, uh, ensembles, dance ensembles. Um, and we've been practicing a lot of actually different genres, starting from classical, like ballet, um, then some contemporary dances, and also a huge part of our work was concentrated on um, dances of uh, different nations of the world. Um, and uh, our teacher was actually really interested in uh, different cultures and, um, you know, building connections, real connections that um, make you think that, oh, this culture is truly unique. I want to embrace our culture more. Get wait, wait, stop. You're saying too many great things. Okay. What is true connection in your own opinion? Because I felt the logical part of your mind was beginning to speak and <laughs> I want to touch your heart more. And you <laughs> mentioned true connection. No, it's not. It's me who is, you know, in charge of leading this. So you don't do whatever you feel. I will take care of everything. If there is, it's going deviating, I'll bring it back. So you said true connection that lets you see and know each culture is unique and want to know more. Well, what is connection to you? What is the difference between connection and true connection? Because when you combine two words like that, that are concepts, that's something really unique to you that has a meaning that is personal. Uh, basically, connection, um, maybe there's, there are a lot of types of connections between people in different nations. We see them on paper, we see them maybe in newspapers every day, on TV, uh, so different diplomats um, negotiating about uh, a lot of issues. But the true connection is that 
genuine feeling you have of uh, the genuine feeling of tolerance and being ready to embrace uh, again your culture and feeling ready to get ready to know other people as well other people of uh, different cultures this is what a true connection means so not only the connection on the level of governments or connection on the level of diplomats maybe how we see it in paperwork but the genuine connection which people of different nations have with each other when their hearts beat together when they have one huge aim maybe to save to save this world and live in peace the greatest aim of all aims <laughs> thank you you mentioned embrace twice with a lot of emotions how do specific individual people embrace other nations and cultures mm, well i believe that the first step is again as already mentioned uh, the basic feeling of tolerance and as much as we speak about it today in everyday in maybe again in everyday media um, this is not enough. There is still a lot of to do in this sphere, and a lot of people are still to learn how to do that, how to feel empathy, how to be human to each other. And this is when it all starts. This is when you uh, feel grateful for who you are, and you want to know more about others, to know what they, what they are grateful for. Thank you. And this is a very important topic. But I feel like you studied a lot about this. So I want to know more about your heart. When you really want to feel alive, something unrelated to the Institute of International Relations and your teachers and what you study. And when you want to really feel good, to feel absolutely happy, fulfilled, what are some activities not related to diplomacy, etc., that give you that feeling? I believe actually, uh, yes, diplomacy is, of course, <laughs> basically the main focus of specialization and work, but it is all interconnected. I really feel fulfilled when I feel that I can bring joy to other people, too. And as for maybe favorite pastimes, um, I would say learning languages. This is, again, a great opportunity to learn more about others. And I absolutely love talking to people, discovering new people. Uh, building connections, new friends, new friendships from all over the world. This is exciting in a way. This is truly what makes me go, what truly makes me um, think about how beautiful life is. <laughs> this is actually the true fulfillment. Yeah. So if I understood correctly, and I'm seeing a pattern, that when you were a dancer in the uh, assembly <laughs> with your <laughs> teacher discovering different cultures, you were experiencing and trying different cultures to develop a connection with people, you said it's the heart-to-heart -heart communication and exchange that creates connection. And with diplomacy, it's nations who go beyond governments, but they connect together in ways that will lead to world peace and the biggest aim there is. Is this a correct understanding? Yes, yes, just right. And uh, as for the, again, the whole Ansible thing, um, there was a festival called Outlook in Kiev, actually a pretty huge one. And this is a great opportunity for um, people, for ordinary people from different cultures to meet people at the highest level. So there are representatives and ambassadors and um, different representatives of uh, diplomatic institutions. And there are a lot of ordinary people, so representatives of other cultures too. So this is a place where basically it all kind of came together. I um, really enjoyed the atmosphere of the festival and uh, meeting both the officials and both the people who are uh, the ordinary representatives of the culture, you truly 
feel the whole atmosphere and the atmosphere maybe of world coming together. Thank you. So how is it different when you meet ordinary people from a culture compared to people at the highest level? Because it seemed to me from what you said that it's a different experience, that you get different things from both kinds. Well, what is that? Can you explain a bit more in detail? Well, of course, for people, say, in power or um, in diplomatic ranks, of course, it's more talking about politics, it's more about talking uh, interconnectedness, it's more talking about um, economic relations, maybe, um, and, of course, uh, cultural affairs, too. But when you meet people of um, representatives of culture, ordinary people, um, those are true, those are, again, those true genuine connections that you feel. You talk about everyday stuff. You talk about how your life differs from their life. And you really um, find out that stuff that you can't find in books. Um, but, you know, meetings with officials are also um, really enriching in the way that you learn something that you wouldn't feel, uh, that you wouldn't learn from media, for example. So I believe that both aspects are, in a way, beneficial to a person. Thank you. And tell me about language learning. English specifically, how did you come to love English? How was your first experience with it? What motivated you? Maybe it was that trip to the UK to dedicate yourself to it and work on it and improve it a lot. And first, like, when was that moment when you thought, wow, I like English because X, Y, Z, and I will master it? Basically, I believe all children in Ukraine and in many countries start learning English from the very young age. And for me, it was probably even in kindergarten, I believe. <laughs> I was firstly um, shown some English words and vocabulary. I believe I was just a curious child and really enjoyed learning new, new stuff. So it was just, uh, again, a huge part of uh, work when you get to know the world. But then later on in school and um, actually in university, of course, um, you feel a lot of um, you feel a lot of stuff that, that connects itself to language. Um, so again, it's communication with different people, and I believe somewhere around fifth or fifth, <laughs> probably a grade, I felt the need that I should go beyond that. Like, why should I just? Uh, why must I feel constrained by everything that I have here in Ukraine? Everybody uses English as their primary language for international international communications and um, finding new people will be easier if you know English, of course. So why not give it a stride and really learn it? And of course, the trip to UK boosted that um, feeling that I truly need to um, dedicate more time for learning and um, probably mastering. So after the UK trip, I focused on mastering both the United Kingdom accent and maybe the American accent and differences between them, how it works, how the language really operates. It was all an amazing trip and still still continues to this day. An amazing journey. I absolutely love languages and everything connected with it. Thank you. And you said you're a curious child. Is still curiosity your main motivation when it comes to meeting new people, learning about new cultures? traveling even, and diplomacy. Absolutely, yes. Uh, the genuine curiosity in the person is what makes you go. Um, and uh, the question of being interested yourself, so not doing it for somebody else, not doing it for the sake of your job, or doing it for the sake of um, even your close ones or family. Uh, this is when the thing you're doing becomes the thing you love. Uh, 
And uh, yes, in that case, I believe everything, I really enjoy the feeling um, that everything I do in my life, like as of now, currently, is really connected to um, what I really love, uh, to that genuine curiosity, and is really something that I would love to do. I love that. So I will ask an, a very cruel question. What if genuine curiosity was taken out of your life? What would be missing? How would your life be different? So I'm trying to understand genuine curiosity's impact in your life through its absence. Mm, as I already mentioned, this is what drives the person. So taking it out from life is a huge challenge. And if we suppose that it actually happened, then probably there would be something like, you know, something that that some governments uh, maybe force people to do, something that is not pleasant in a way. Of course, I would just, you know, carry on. <laughs> Life is going still. So why not get joy from something that, well, not makes you happy, but something that you have to do, maybe. Maybe get the the feeling of uh, happiness from the result of your work. So, oh, I work hard, so I did a great job on my project. It doesn't necessarily mean that I enjoyed doing it, but oh well, I did a great job. <laughs> I really pulled myself together. I finished it. And again, finding happiness and talking to people. But again, without curiosity, of course, it, it's a game changer. Thank you very much. And which accent are you using when you're speaking with me now? Is uh, it the British? Yeah. It's the American one, I believe. You know, I was actually really surprised when I come uh, when I came to the UK, and we have had some kind of program for a couple of days or weeks there. And um, uh, actually, the teacher there said that, "Oh, I'm so surprised that you're speaking perfect English, but you know, it's an American one. Like, say you lived in America for some time." Um, I was actually shocked because I thought, "Oh, I'm speaking pure British accent," but turns out that <laughs> that it was actually American one. Um, some time passed and I really tried focusing on changing the accent and so I can try uh, changing it for the sake of... Yes, that's what I was gonna say. (laughs) Each answer, you know, each time switch between the British and the American. So now answer this in a British accent. Do you love pets? I hear, I think, a dog near you. Is this correct or was it just uh, something from the neighbors or something? Uh, Yes, it's my dog. Um, It's my dog. I actually really love animals and everything connected to environmental production also. And um, I think we all should strive in a way that um, will make this world greener. Um, but but actually, <laughs> talking about pets and animals, I love all kinds of animals. I can't really find, like, sometimes people come to you and ask, oh, what's your favorite kind of animal? I absolutely love dogs. And I also love cats, like, <laughs> not, not a dog person, not a cat person. I also love frogs and snakes. They're absolutely cute. They're absolutely amazing. <laughs> learn, learn more about them and you'll find them absolutely amazing. I love this. So I have to ask, <laughs> since you love people, you're an extrovert, do you feel people's energy? Um, I would say that yes, probably. But, you know, the first impression is um, sometimes false. Um, and I fall into this trap um, for sometimes, I believe, for a fair share of thought, um, of times, I'm sorry. Um, but yes, feeling the vibe of the person. Maybe in terms of communication, the person may be really great to talk to, really interesting. But if you're not, say, vibing with them, of course, it's not something that brings you that genuine happiness from talking to them. 
And uh, I switch back to the American accent and tell me what do you mean with vibing? How does it happen? What is your own definition for it and the feeling when you're vibing with this person? Um, you know, people say that there are some kind of vibrations actually. So the person, each person has their own vibration, and if you feel the same, uh, if you're feeling the same, yes. Yeah, so this is the same um, vibe, the same mood, same um, maybe same passion you feel about something. Then it all connects, and um, some you know some kind of interferation happens, and then it's the true happiness both of you get from the communication. It's not something that you try to make up, that you try to make this relationship work. It's something that comes naturally. I love that. And before I say what I understood, is that how is that related to chemistry or is that chemistry in your own definition? Um, you mean chemistry between people, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Mm, well, good chemistry, again, happens naturally among people. And uh, this is not something you force. Some people are trying hard these days to find their loved ones. Like they set a name for them. Like I should find the person who I love like to the end of this year or something. This is so weird to me. This right people appear in your life when you need them the most and everything in your life happens when you need it the most. So why really? I love to tell me more. Now we're speaking. This is beautiful. Now I'm like super happy. <laughs> so tell me more about how you knew or came to this understanding that the right people will appear in your life when you need them the most? And how is that different to my own belief that often life doesn't give you what you want, it gives you the lessons you need? Well, comment on this. Now the topic is opening that is really beautiful. Mm, you know, I think that those two might be interconnected. Those, you know, are points of view on this. Um, according, speaking about the first thing that um, every person comes to your life when you need them the most, um, I had some experiences uh, probably when starting school, when it was middle school, then high school, uh, then university, uh, even the dance ensemble. Uh, every time you come to a new community of people, your um, environment actually changes a lot and you are influenced by those people. So um, to me, it was, um, I wouldn't say really a challenge, but it was uh, some kind of an uncertain period of time for, I believe, a month or two uh, in every environment that I couldn't really, you know, I didn't really fit in, I thought. But then after a month or two passed, always, like literally always in one of those environments that I mentioned, always there was a person that really fitted to me, you know, like a miss, like a missing puzzle piece. And then you just understand, oh, it's working out. It's something that you, this person is really my friend. We're truly on that one, on that one vibe or we're feeling the same about some things. So... It actually happens. So uh, when you say that life gives you lessons, maybe that period of like one or two months was necessary to understand that I would really cherish the person I would have in my life later. Thank you. And when you speak about the vibration or the vibe, how do you imagine that? Is it like sound waves and music or is it a feeling and the face of some person? Or how do you visualize that in your own metaphorical way of approaching life? probably like an aura or something or something so you approach a person and you immediately know that even if they look good even if they speak good even if they don't really show any kind of negativity towards you there is still some, something about them that might be um, something that turns you off from them like you don't really feel like talking to them 
um, and other people, you approach them. And even if you have some different views on some things and different, um, again, if there are some quarrels sometimes in between, but you just feel that this is the person you want to be with. This is like that interconnectedness that happens. Maybe some, yeah, special or maybe, yeah, I believe that, yeah. Maybe some colors associated with people, different uh, moods associated with them. Yes, and is that rare or common? Because you spoke even about being in different groups. You said one person. So is it like 50% of people you you like and 50% of people you vibe with? Or is it like 10% or 5%? You, you know, I'm not saying specific percentages, but how common is the experience of finding yourself with a person that you feel the vibe is just right and the aura is just perfect? And you're like, wow, this is the right person to be in my life, like you said. Mm, you know, in every stage of my life, I believe every like two or three years, I really found the person that I want to um, talk about to more. And um, as of now, I have about 12 friends that I really consider my close ones. Like, I can't really say that this person is better than this one. And uh, again, they came in different uh, stages of life. And speaking about new environments, when approaching them, I prefer to remain neutral about people and having the best expectations. So there's every, uh, every time there is something that you can call good in person and uh, you should strive to find that good trait, uh, good things they do. Maybe they don't appear really a great person to you, but they are doing those great things for themselves, maybe for their loved ones, maybe not always showing that. So I wouldn't say that the percentage of people, um, you know, I came to the conclusion that I don't really have people I'm not I'm not vibing with or um, I don't like maybe in this life and remaining free of that negativity towards people overall, feeling neutral to some maybe um, and feeling mostly positive about all people. This is what makes your life easier, much easier. This is something that you come to <laughs> at some point of your life. I agree 100% and I'm really curious now returning back to your career and future vision. why? non-proliferation is a topic and a field you, that you care about a lot? Um, I think it all started again in at school, maybe. We were studying uh, nuclear physics, and I was really interested in that, and I'm still interested to this day, so I can spend some hours reading articles on this topic. And uh, then it actually turned, turned to me, appeared to me that... Um, Nowadays, um, nuclear energy and nuclear weapons, as it is, are viewed in a more negative light than a positive one. And of course, there are some positive uh, examples of um, using nuclear energy. So, for example, so for example, um, energy stations, energy plants um, working on nuclear energy. But most of the times, this is the question of non-proliferation. Proliferation, sorry. And the humanity really came to the point where we need some kind of barrier, we need some kind of limitation to set us in some, maybe confined in the way, because if anything, it can get out of control and this will be the huge catastrophe for everybody. So this is the most practical way I see of uh, using the interest of mine, nuclear physics, in a practical view, in a practical sphere. Thank you very much. And tell me about dance. Do you still love dance even today? Or is that a phase and part of your life that is past and ancient? Um, I believe that I'm still interested in that. I'm actually mm, dancing, you know, like casually for myself on days when I feel like it. 
Um, it's not something like a professional one, so I'm not really attending any um, groups or maybe some dance crews or ensembles anymore. Uh, but it is something that really changed my life. It changed my attitude towards, um, I would even say, maybe physical activity. So this is one of the best things you can do for, <laughs> I believe, if you want to move. This is one of the best things you can do. You have your music, you have... Um, it's not really those, those physical activities which are boring and repetitive in a way. This is something that you can make beautiful and while listening to your favorite music. So a great way to spend your time. I like that. And even before we dive deeper into that, since you began with dance first and then diplomacy later, and maybe you'll mention your teacher again who loved exploring cultures, are there lessons from dance that you use for life, for productivity, or even for study and diplomacy? Mm, I believe if I were to name any lessons, um, those are the lessons of life. So this is the lesson of attitude towards, again, other cultures and peoples. Um, I believe yes in that key. Uh, how are, regarding dancing, of course, uh, some... Uh, some technical uh, moves and details, of course, uh, this is all this is all to be remembered and uh, still stays with me to this day. So when maybe learning some, speaking from a technical point of view, when learning some new choreographies um, nowadays, of course, I use some knowledge <laughs> that was taught by her earlier. Thank you. And then to contrast and compare, do you believe in Ukraine? the older generation and the younger, in order for us to divide. How is their attitude towards other cultures and people from other nations compared to yours? I'm seeing on average, based on your own experience and your own um, real-life interactions. Um, actually, I don't really think that there is a huge difference. And um, in a way, this might be a problem too. Uh, speaking about different generations, I'm seeing a huge improvement in how, um, say, teenagers, even kids nowadays, and uh, younger generation perceives other cultures. Of course, this, uh, these people are more open and more um, eager to learn about others. And of course, the older generation are a bit stiff about that, of course. Um, now, the problem with this is uh, maybe the USSR, I don't know, USSR kind of uh, knowledge about other cultures, um, you know, when everything really remained pretty much closed and uh, they were taught that, oh, so outside, outside of our country, that's bad. And inside our country, that's good. So some people are still left with this mindset. But what really makes me happy that there are less and less people left. And um, a lot of young, uh, a lot of young people are doing a great job in really, I wouldn't say teaching. This is not teaching. This is sharing and um, making it feel like the person truly learn something new because they want to do this. This is not like forcing your mindset on somebody else. This is uh, trying to show the older generation that there is so much more to this world. But again, I, the dynamic is actually really positive. Every young person that I've encountered during these days actually are so open, open to new cultures and everything that, that, is, uh, that is to come. And uh, this is all connected to the idea that the younger generation actually, I believe, will put Ukraine to a new level of our, in the international sphere, again, in building those genuine connections with other people. And a lot of people are discovering Ukraine now. So this is a great outcome. 
Thank you. Yes, what Nikita called the post-Soviet trauma of the older generations. And well, this is a very interesting topic, but to you, let's say this period and these days, what has been something you kept on thinking about often because you're trying to improve in your life or to change or just something important for you that keeps on staying on your mind, demanding that you think about? Uh, I believe that's the, the thing you mentioned already, basically improving your life in a way. So as the pandemic started, you know, the mental health and everything actually um, kind of appeared more important than uh, other issues. So um, when staying home, of course, there are not so many people you're talking about. And again, for me as an extrovert, this is uh, some kind of an issue, I believe. Those natural connections and even small talks with you do in university, with your friends, when going out, a huge part of life is missing. However, of course, we meet with friends online, we talk a lot, and uh, via internet, everything. And probably the issue that demanded the attention was how can I use this time of maybe us staying inside? Um, how can I use this time to make my life better? So probably regarding time management issues, regarding how can I make myself more, not only effective, but also efficient in a way, productive. So how can I get even more from this time? So not to spend it in a way I would spend it without staying inside um, and really spend those hours you don't spend on, for example, going to university and going from university, I mean, using public transport. Um, how can you really maximize your potential right now so that you can use it further in your future? Thank you. And I'm thinking about this since you love speaking with people and you mentioned small talk right now there are a lot of people who don't have your social skills and they don't even know how to small talk well since you're an expert and a naturally talented person at that what are some of your tips or techniques similar to you you mentioning about dance that you use some tips and techniques when you dance that you still remember what are some ways you can give for people to help them do and have better small talk? Um, first and foremost, be yourself. Don't be afraid to show yourself. And the second thing, and I believe this is one of the most important and maybe even like some kind of a paradigm shift, I believe that first when I came to this thought, it was, oh, actually. So this thing is, uh, those people you're talking to, they're the same people as you. So they're not any different. They're, they may be also maybe anxious or shy in a way, shy to talk to you, approach to you. And you should not be afraid. This is absolutely fine. We're all people. We're all human. And you're in this uh, life and actually you're talking to the person to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your time with another person, to connect. So this is not something to be afraid of. And regarding small talk specifically, um, any kind of talk would do, actually. So how are you? How's it going? Maybe some, um, if you know that you're connected in the sphere, for example, of uh, maybe if it's your colleague or um, a partner in studying. So, of course, how some uh, something related to your subject is going or, oh, maybe you've learned something new or is something new is going. So any kind of this. And, uh, of course, that connects, connects, and uh, people just go on and keep talking. This is something that, also keeps people going, I believe. Thank you very much. About, you mentioned peoples and vibes and energy, etc. I'm really curious, are you somewhat of a spiritual person or more of a pragmatic kind of human being? 
I believe more of a spiritual one, but again, you know, there's the kind of people that are spiritual in the way that it probably fully engulfs their life. So you should not, um, you should not trust only that feeling of um, spirits around you or some kind of mood. So you should not, in other words, you should not wait for some kind of signs you, um, from your life. So, oh, I've seen, for example, like a cat oh, crossing the street and, oh, I think I should do something or something happened and, uh, oh, that's the sign from the universe for me to do something. No, believe your life. And that spiritual part of your life is something that helps you, not something that should become your life, not something that should you build your life around. This is just a helper. So, again, the, spiritual, the spirituality may be talked about in different aspects, uh, but believing in something that, believing, even believing in that, common good, believing in something that the happiness is coming, the happiness is right, <laughs> say, about the corner. And um, the core principles, again, I'm here to make this happiness happen. I am here to make this happiness happen. And well, I'm really curious about something now. Imagine in a perfect universe where the world is at peace and there is no corona neither. And you can design your perfect day that will give you the best emotions, fulfillment, genuine connection, true happiness for you. How would be that day? Where would you be? Which month or weather would it be? Where would you be located? What will you do first, second, third in the day for it to be a masterpiece day? Um, probably would be in London. I, you know, I'm thinking about this uh, for a long time now, and we'll see how life goes, we'll see how life goes, but maybe something like New York, London, you know, the hustle and bustle, something that is really filled with energy, a huge city, and, you know. Um, I believe that the day will pretty will start pretty early, um, say 6 or 7 a.m., uh, and actually morning is a great time to make um, time for yourself. And this is not something um, something uncommon, of course. You hear this all the time from all those people talking that you should wake up earlier. But I really came to the realization that if your day starts early, this is the time to really um, fill it up with energy. And so I believe that some work in the morning would really, would really be great. And I can't really imagine my um, day, a perfect day, without some work. This is the feeling of fulfillment when you finish a huge chunk of work, for example, or you've completed some kind of assignment, a task, and you feel fulfilled, like, oh, I did such a great job. And now you feel more than ready to get that great rest. Then maybe after work, meet up with some friends, spend it with loved ones, anything that would feel right to the mood. And maybe the relaxing evening, again, in the company of friends, walking the dog <laughs> in a very late night, that's it, I believe. Thank you. And before the pandemic, what were your favorite locations in Kiev that gave you that energy and the dynamic hustle and bustle feeling or just connecting with nature and understanding yourself more? Well, what were and are maybe still your favorite places in Kiev? Um, I believe there are a couple of cafes that are really connected with uh, memories uh, we have with my really close friends. Uh, and um, two of my best friends are from different cities. And actually, when the pandemic started, they had to move uh, back to their hometowns. Um, but of course, when the corona was not there, we were all together in Kiev and spending our 
um, Fridays in the greatest ways possible. So a, there is a cafe called Blur, Blur Coffee, I believe. Um, a great place, just an amazing place, um, an atmosphere. You, you can't really, you have to feel it. This is the, the thing. And also there is a cafe near our institute, um, Nelson and Friends. Um, this one sets you in a very special mood. This is a place, uh, a great place for meetups. This is both, um, the place is both um, official in a way, um, so the interior style is pretty much, um, I would say conservative in a way, but also festive, so a great combination of both, and it all sets, all, um, sets the atmosphere for those memories, for those great times we spent together. And actually, Kiev is a great city if you come to see it and actually walk, if it makes sense. So not like um, a trip you take by bus or something like that. If you really walk, if you really feel those streets, maybe narrow streets in a way, not really hustling and bustling in a way. So Kiev is the city you have to fill. Thank you. And since you mentioned memories, and now during the pandemic and the lockdown, how do you revisit your memories? Do you have like a stack of pictures and photos that you comb through to look back and reflect and feel again? Or you don't, you just try to live in the moment and have more dreams than memories, which is a great principle of mine to have more dreams than memories. But, or what else, like you mentioned the importance of memories. So how do you enjoy them, consume them, just use that energy to get back that emotion um yes you mentioned photos this is probably one of the most popular ways of keeping memories um and um, you know when when all of us friends feel that very special that the day is really special to us um we don't really care about how maybe pretty or how, or some kind of uh, how good we look in the photos or videos uh, we record some stuff that we later on rewatch and feel that, oh, that was a genuine moment of happiness. So this is not the, the video you record, for example, to post on Instagram. This is for your personal archive, your personal archive of happiness, maybe. And sometimes I just love recording my friends, uh, I don't know, maybe at cafe when we're just chatting together. Sometimes they're not really aware of <laughs> that I'm filming them, but <laughs> they're fine with them. And we're absolutely... Um, we are having a great time then rewatching them, laughing at them, um, comparing um, how it was and how it is now, how we changed. Um, and we usually speak a lot of English in our, uh, even in everyday life too, if we're not even forced, like <laughs> for the lesson or something. So yeah, seeing how our language improved too. That's funny, filming them in secret, just as a candid video, really. And okay. Another thing that I'm curious about, do you have a favorite book or movie or a song or even historical or diplomatic character? But don't focus on that first because I don't want the logical side to return a lot. What is there a person maybe from a book, a character that you relate with a lot or from a movie or maybe an artist or a dancer or a singer or a, a historical figure? Um, you know, I believe one of the most interesting people I've ever read about, because, uh, again, this is the person from the past. Um, this is one of, I believe, one of the most interesting poets, he, uh, poets a person may encounter. Uh, this is a Ukrainian poet. Uh, his name is Mikhail Semenko, and he's actually a futurist. So this is some, um, some kind of genre for poetry. 
um, this is so and so non-conventional. This is not something that people are used to see, uh, not something that people are used to perceive as poems. And before that, I don't really think that I've met um, a writer, a poet that um, whose words really spoke to me and um, really resonated with what I feel. So um, futurists use a lot of uh, different um, things to express how they feel. And uh, regarding poetry, this is not only words, this is the shape of uh, the whole verse of uh, how the feeling you get from reading it. Um, maybe some, um, some letters are not written the way you would like them to be written, not something, again, this is not convention, non-conventional. Some uh, additional drawings may be situated on, um, from the two sides of the poetry. Um, the whole idea of that is to capture that really um, rare moment of feeling. And uh, those are not something that uh, you can tell, um, you can call a huge story or maybe the story that a novel tells. Those are really those um, small moments of um, a very special mood that you want to capture. And uh, I believe that it resonates a lot with how I'm feeling on an everyday basis. Thank you very much. And if you had some really good advice or lesson for the listener right now who might benefit from it as well as yourself to remind yourself of this what would you share um probably uh to remind yourself more often that you are the person who who is making your happiness happen again um this is not uh, some people believe that this depends on many other factors and especially in times like this when we have the coronavirus and some uh, things that are not dependent on us, that we can't really change. Um, please remember that you are the person who empowers yourself the most. You are the true source of inspiration that you can deliver to yourself. Of course, you can use um, any kind of source of inspiration you want, but where it starts is in your heart, something that you feel inside of you that really sparks and you want to keep going. And maybe it's a little bit simple, but I think that a lot of people might use this one right now. It will get better. It truly will. Thank you very much. And can you share about some of the projects or clubs you're involved with, some information, how people can get there, as well as your own social media, if people want to communicate with you or follow you or learn more about you as a person? Uh, so, as I already mentioned in the introduction, I'm a member, and not only the member, but the deputy head of Foreign Affairs Department um, in the Diplomacy and um, Politics Club Ambassador. Uh, we arrange different talks with relevant officials and uh, learn more about the international sphere. Uh, but this is, again, more of a professional one. However, still interesting, and uh, we have our official uh, Instagram where, where, where we post updates. Um, some kinds of uh, infographics, so this might be interesting for people not really involved with the club as well. Uh, personal uh, personal media is uh, probably Instagram, it's uh, Anastasia Mose, to S uh, at the ending. Um, I believe that's it, probably. Thank you very much, Anastasia. It was a pleasure. I wish you a day full of genuine connection, a day full of inspiration, and that you can return back to that time where you can spend a lot of time with your friends, the people you feel that vibe with, and meet even more people who you vibe with perfectly, where the aura and the color is just perfect. Thank you.
Thank you so much. All the best to you. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you so much. It was a really great interview. Thank you so much. Have a great day.